Welcome everybody to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today we are going to take you down a journey from refugee to entrepreneur and some of the heartaches that come along with being an entrepreneur and maybe not picking the right partner, partner in life, but partner in business as well. We're going to get into all of this really interesting backstory with my guest today, Julieta Miranda. She is the founder of Kid Drop up in Fort McMurray. Welcome to the show, Julieta. Thank you for having me, Lance. I'm very excited to be here today. Okay, so before we get into all the tough questions, let me know what you think three things that every entrepreneur needs to know or understand from your experience being an entrepreneur. Well, to be honest, the the three hard uh, things that everybody should know before deep diving into uh, not just a startup, but business in, uh, in general, is that it is a sacrifice. You do have to really make this front and center for, for yourself and for your family. And you all need to be invested with the same kind of uh, passion uh, in order to to ride out the, the first few years, which are the toughest. Um, you have to stay focused and really true to yourself, true to why you started this, why you're going down this journey, because uh, many times you're going to want to quit. And uh, quitting is not an option <laughs> in success. So that's, that's definitely uh, number two. And uh, lastly, I, I want to say that you really need to be comfortable with change. You have to learn how yeah. to pivot, uh, pivot early. There, I don't gravitate to the word failure. Everything is a lesson. So the quicker you learn it, the quicker you can, you know, redirect yourself. And those three things uh, have really helped me in in my journey uh, as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and and you're a two time entrepreneur. So um, you started out uh, by working in your dad's business and then you ended up basically buying them out. And I think you said retiring my dad was my dream, right? So, uh, which I love that term. And then uh, now you've started another business, Kid Drop. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Kid Drop and what it is that you guys are trying to accomplish or, or solve up in Fort McMurray with this particular service? So Kid Drop is a transportation solution for busy families. Um, kids mm. have a lot of scheduling, whether that's to school, piano, playdates. Um, so, you know, supporting parents with those movements in a safe manner, in one that's very transparent with, with cameras and drivers in uniform and uh, consistency that I think that really resonates with our community and hopefully other markets as well. Yeah, this is just such a fascinating service for any parent out there. We definitely have all gone through it when our kids are in sports and all these different extracurricular activities and you're trying to juggle your own schedule with work or or even some of your own personal activities that you've got on the go and you have to get your kids from point A to point B and it can be a challenge. It can be a real challenge. And so your service comes in, picks them up, drops them off at the service uh, or at the place where they need to be. And uh, it's all super safe. You've got vetted drivers. And you said you also had some cameras in there to just give everybody a peace of mind that the kids are being well taken care of and, and, and so on. And so this is something that just shocked me when I heard about your business why it's not actually here in Edmonton or some of the other bigger cities around. Um, so I, I'm just uh, I'm just floored by this, that you found this need up in Fort McMurray and that's where you've launched the business. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, what what's happened really quite organically is that we have been getting, having families reach out to us from all parts of Canada uh, that have 
come across uh, our social media or some sort of um, media release that uh, they're seeing that the, where they could really benefit from this service locally. And so now I'm in this big drive, this big hustle to get this in as many areas as, as possible, because I think that, you know, it, as as the idea was proven here in Fort McMurray, where, you know, we, we have ship workers, a lot of families don't have the fam familial support. We have a lot of transitional workers that, uh, and that's, that's just here, but that's not unique in other parts. And so I think that this service uh, has longevity and uh, scalability. And so I'm really excited to take this, this venture. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point what you said in terms of Fort McMurray being just a really interesting uh, case study or, or place to start from because of that lack of the, the family structure that a lot of the people have, because there a lot of them are new to the area. And so I myself, um, I moved away from where my family was and, and into the big city of Edmonton, and I don't have any family here. And so I don't have the grandparents, uh, you know, with their ability to go and pick up my son and take him to something. And so you do definitely feel very much, uh, much more isolated, and it's a lot more difficult. And then later on top of that, um, I, I, you know, raised uh, him as a single person parent since he was four years old, I suppose. And, uh, and so then it's even that much more difficult because you're trying to figure out how to make it work on, uh, on your own. Um, and that's just with one child. I can't imagine, you know, the families who have multiple children and with all in competitive sports or something, it would be just really difficult. So now I, I love what you were saying, though, in terms of like, okay, so, so the opportunities here, we have a, the communities or different communities are, are reaching out and asking for this business uh, to be in their uh, markets as well, in their areas. Um, so you're wanting to expand. Are you going to expand through, um, you know, franchising it into other markets or is it something corporate owned? What's your strategy there? Um, well, our strategy is really in the short term to expand into Grand Prairie and into Edmonton, really get a feel for how the business model behaves. And we, we know Fort McMurray has a population of 75,000 people. Uh, Edmonton has a million. So there's, there's some differences there. So understanding that before then launching into a franchise model, which is what I've always envisioned could drop to be something that could be owned and operated by, by other families and other markets that where they, you know, take on that entrepreneurial spirit and and grow it just as as we have here with the same principles, the same uh, branding, the same message, because it, it is really important. It's all built around trust, around uh, uh, visibility and having these practices that, you know, are, are near and dear to me um, that will really resonate moving forward with the franchise. Yeah. So those initial two lo additional locations, so Edmonton and Grand Prairie, those will be corporate owned to begin with to test right. the model, the expansion, and then potentially then start franchising after that is the, is the plan. That's right, Lance. Yes. Yeah. Right. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's really a, a smart way to do it, right? Because you have to see how you can scale and, and identify what some of the challenges are in other marketplaces um, and then build that into the model and then really start to, to, to grow from there. Because I, that would be one of the challenges I suspect that you're going to have in the early days anyway, is that the barrier to entry for the competition is not going to be very high. 
Um, you know, it's, it's not uh, some sort of proprietary, really, you know, secret sauce to it. And so it'd be a matter of grabbing market share as quickly as you can, I suspect. Is that, is that fair yeah, to say? I think you're right. Yes. And, and, you know, other outfits have introduced transportation for kids in a daycare capacity. So one daycare, yeah. one isolated vehicle, but nothing, uh, the way that we positioned ourselves where we cater to not just school transportation, extracurricular activities, but we also have a, a proposition for custody exchanges. So those are yeah. where children are in the middle of, you know, um, separated families, some that are not able to talk to each other. Um, so we'll get referrals from law firms to, to support families uh, going through those challenges as well. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I could see that being a really uh, good add-on service or, or an adjacent service to what the core of the business is. Now, I'm, I'm curious about the business model itself. So is this a kind of pay per use or are parents subscribing to it? And so they're getting charged a monthly fee. Um, what What is the model like? Um. So yeah, we do have both. So we about 80% of our business really gravitates around school transportation. Um, so we have, we do have the monthly one way and monthly round trip options for families and then uh, as well as ad hoc. So those are just one, one off or, you know, just specifically every Thursday or every Tuesday and Thursday of the month. And then, and people are uh, able to book their, their days individually as well. So, yeah. Now, with a lot of the sports, um, you know, the children are have really early, I'm thinking of hockey, right? Really early uh, arena times and, and uh, sometimes really late pickups as well, depending on, on the age of the child and so on. So is that something where it's, it's kind of like whatever they need, you can accommodate or do you have very uh, limited or, or strict kind of parameters in terms of the, uh, the schedule that you adhere to as well? Uh, no, we're, we're custom service. So we're door to door and we're hand to hand. So if you have a small child, say a four year old that has to be dropped off at daycare at 6am, we'll pick them up right at their door, put them in the vehicle, buckle them up in a, in a booster seat, and then take them right to their door at their day home and hand them out to the appropriate adults. So these practices, this is a, a custom service, almost like a, a limo service. Yeah. Um, this is an example. Yeah, yeah, very white glove, um, and exactly what parents are going to want for their children, right? Because you don't want them getting dropped off at the curb, and uh, and then who knows what happens, right? So exactly, that's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so in terms of the setting up this business, so you told me that you started this in I think it was November of 2019, and then the pandemic hit a couple months after that, and uh, you're sitting there going, okay, we have to close our doors. And then you reopened again that following fall. So I think it was September 2020. Um, you got a, another relaunch there. Talk me through those early days and some of the challenges that you had to overcome, A, to, to start and launch the business, and then to actually have to sh close it down and then restart it. So um, as you can imagine, with a, a new transportation service and something that's unique to registry, to insurance, to everything else, you know, we, we had planned to launch in September of 2019. Um, but with, there's a lot of red tape, a lot of uh, 
well, what is this? Is it a taxi? Is this a school bus? Is this it recognized really early on that we were pioneers in this space and that it needed to be categorized individually? So there was a lot of uh, back and forth with a lot of government agencies to understand you know, how to best approach this business. Um, so then we launched in November, at the end of November, really three weeks before Christmas, which is probably the worst time ever. <laughs> um, but did it, you know, we put some radio ads, uh, social media kind of boosted a lot of attention how we could. So within, uh, by January, we were completely, that first van was completely full. It was going 100%. Um, two weeks later, we pre-sold a second vehicle, onboarded that uh, two weeks later. So by February, wow. we had two vehicles going full blast. We had two full-time drivers. It was bananas. Um, I was not expecting that kind of response uh, so so quickly and so, so early on. So when the news came in March that, that we were taking a two-week break <laughs> uh, from life, apparently, with COVID, that uh, it, it was... Uh, allowed me some, some breathing room. I it was, you know, I thought, okay, well, this will let, let me kind of reorganize things. So when yeah. that lasted a lot longer, it really did uh, present other, you know, how do we launch in this COVID era, right? How do we take these adi- additional precautions? We made uh, alterations to the vehicles, obviously masks and, and all of that jazz sanitation practices. So we, we soft launched in September, uh, wanting to make sure, you know, what if my driver gets sick or their children get sick? So we we really kind of did not do a lot of publicity to make sure that we were onboarding quickly. We wanted just to make sure that we were understood what the practices were, how to do it safely. And uh and so that's what we did by by the beginning of uh of 2021, we were full blast again. We we had figured out all the kinks and we've been going hustling ever since. <laughs> Well, I, I would imagine, right, because uh, through the pandemic, you didn't have the sports and a lot of the extracurricular activities that were happening. And so it would have been mostly just, uh, you know, the back and forth of school probably and and, and maybe the odd uh, other types of, of excursions. But uh, then when that opened back up, that must have just enhanced the demand even that much more again. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it did. Extracurricular took a little bit of time to build. I think people were still very reserved on, you know, what their children were going to participate in. And a lot of times yeah. parents could sit there and watch them. And so that was that was a challenge at the beginning. But what what really opened up my eyes was all the need around school. So I learned so much more around school transportation, school logistics, and the challenges that the yellow buses were experiencing with insurance hikes, with uh, hiring, uh, and their logistical models about where they drop the children off. And and so all those practices really played into how uh how how can we now leverage kid drop into a school transportation so that the schools the the school boards recognize and trust and support in in our community and we've been able to build that uh, quite strong very interesting so the core part of your business is still school drop off and pick up then that's right that's where people yep. need it yeah that's where people are uh, are gravitating to and then of course you know we we are still offering the other services and they are building month over month but school seems to be really dominating our our need yeah yeah very really interesting and i would imagine like as you're uh growing the rapid growth that you had must have been a lot of word of mouth, right? So one parent talks to another parent about the solution that they've found. And uh, that must have been where you 
we're really receiving a lot of that exponential growth. Is that that accurate? Um, yeah, I think you're right. You know that we're we're a small community, even though there's 75,000 people. It's not six degrees of separation. Everybody knows somebody. Somebody has seen it. I think the the biggest support in getting the word out about Kid Drop has been the visibility of the vehicles. So yeah. they're you know they say Kid Drop right on them. Everybody's starting to see them at at their designated schools. And it, it was only until this last September, September 2022, that we were able to offer the service citywide. Because even in a small community like Fort McMurray, we have over 20 elementary schools, and we just couldn't support that with a small fleet. Um, that we're now finally able to uh, to make it to all corners of of town, and uh, yeah, it's been great. So, so what would you say were some of your the biggest surprises that you had along the way, besides the COVID wrinkle, right? But uh, outside of that, what what surprised you the most as you were building this business? I think one thing that resonated with me when I when when I launched Kid Drop was that I needed just to find work in which I can bring my children with me if I needed to, and uh, and that really resonated with moms when I would put out ads for drivers. It was those those parents that were that were looking for for work, and so being able to provide um, employment flexible enough that they don't have to rely on childcare and that they're able to bring their kids on board and drop them off to school while providing the same service to our clients was something that grew organically. Uh, and now we've, we've created a whole culture, a mom culture in, in our organization that I'm, I'm so proud of, uh, so proud of. And, and, and I just haven't, everybody that's started working with me has stayed with me. So it's, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> Yeah, that's really amazing because, I mean, that's one of the challenges that when I think of the yellow bus service, they're always struggling to try to find drivers, it seems like. And so um, here you are with a competitive model uh, to that, but it's not a problem at all in retaining and attracting those employees. And so um, that flexibility, right, that you're able to provide them uh, for them to be able to create income themselves and still be able to manage it with, with their lifestyle. That's great. And their life situation. And I know that you, you mentioned, you know, you needed something that was going to be flexible because you are a single uh, parent right now as well. And so um, I know the backstory to this a little bit, but we haven't gotten into all the details. And so I'd like to go back to your first business. I teased this a little bit in the intro about how, you um, were basically, you didn't pick the right partner for the business, but also your life partner too. And so you ended up in a divorce situation with your uh, ex, who was uh, obviously somebody who was involved in the business um, and that business. So if you want to take me back to that time and, and just tell us a little bit about the business and um, how that came to be, I guess, the separation and, and then the parting the ways with the business, because as I understand it, it was maybe not the, the most uh, easy of a transition. Sure. Um, well, so the business was called Romeo's Tile and Romeo is my dad and he named me Juliet. So <laughs> that's where the story begins. Um, I'm his oldest of three, uh, three girls, and um, he always wanted a boy and he never got it. So I was always that boy, that, that the oldest, uh, following in his, in his footsteps. So growing up uh, with him as a tile installer, you know, we would, my sisters and myself, we would always help uh, 
you know, carry boxes of tiles here and there. We were always involved in the business on some capacity, however we could, from, from young little girls. Um, so I knew that as I got older, that eventually there was going to be a conversation about the business. And uh, when he moved to Fort McMurray, when the boom was happening here in 2004, five and six, uh, he, it was just growing so quickly that um, I ended up taking a bit of a hiatus from university to come and support him here uh, in Fort McMurray. I never left. <laughs> I stayed here. And uh, after just a few short years, I ended up purchasing his business. It was uh, it was a lifelong dream of mine to retire him because he had always worked on his knees. And that's, you can imagine how that yep. oh. is on your body. Um, so that was, that was a goal of mine. Um, so I was able to achieve that in 2010. And, uh, you know, it was a very much a mom and pop operation at the time. So I, uh, when I took it over, I grew it uh, from, about $350,000 a year to a multi-million dollar business in eight years. Congratulations. Um, That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Did a lot of, uh, it was so much experiment because I, I did not take business in university. My background is in criminology. I wanted to be a profiler for CSIS. Uh, that was my, my big ambitious dream. And, uh, but so now you know, talking about pivoting, um, I love business so much now that, you know, I've been kind of thrown into it uh, from the ground up. It's uh, It's been the most incredible journey of my life. And I'm so glad that I had that opportunity to take that through my father's uh, pioneering that, that those steps. Um, yeah, totally. And it's so rewarding, right, to be able to do that, to, to retire your dad, but also to have carried on the legacy that he'd started as well. That's and right. so that kind of goes into this next chapter of the story, right? Yeah, so. that's right. So in 2018, I separated from my ex-husband, um, who was newly, I guess, into, into the business um, formally. And uh, unfortunately, through the divorce and what I could call a hostile takeover, uh, he did end up taking over the business um, and uh, I exited the company in, in an not favorable way. So I, I'm not a fighter uh, by nature. I'm definitely my, a lover <laughs> and I'm a student of life and things will come up and uh, you don't foresee them and you just pick up the pieces and you just move forward. So that's what I did. I, uh, I was very quick to recognize that that was something that I have to let go of and, and move forward. And, uh, and then so now being in that new position as a single parent, uh, with time, trying to figure out what the next moves are, looking around, being that stay-at-home mom for a year, I realized that there was there was a, a real need around transportation, um, especially, well, I don't want to say especially here in Fort McMurray because we have horrible winters, um, and that resonates in other communities, but the, the winters here are tough, and uh, a lot of times families that bring families to support, or, or they don't always drive, so they don't have that that ability to to move the kids to and from school or or any other yeah. activities yeah yeah so i mean talk to me a little bit about the that the the whole mental uh process that you went through where you said and it seems like you you really did approach it in a really uh productive and and healthy way where where you kind of let go of it and and moved on um I know that would be just so incredibly difficult, especially being that it's a family business and and uh, and then you had grown it to such a stage, right? 
and then to be to step away from that. So I'm just curious, where does that mental fortitude come from? Um, because that's that's a, a real gut punch, right? To, to have that happen. Yeah, it is. And I think that when um, people are going through a divorce, this isn't a decision that happens spontaneously. I think this is something that, uh, you know, is in the works for, for some time before it actually becomes true. And yeah. that was the case with me. Um, I remember wanting to have a conversation around counseling and like, we need to work on, on this so that we can get better. And, and him saying to me, well, I think that's great for you because you're the one with the problem. <laughs> and I took that like really to heart. I said, you know what? Maybe I am. So mm-hmm. that last year before we separated, I were, I did nothing but work on myself. I took leadership. Uh, I took leadership workshops. I got to see Tony Robbins uh, in Calgary. I got to travel. I worked on my health. I worked on um, um, with my children, how to be a better parent. I really really did take that last year to really understand who I am and, and what, where I am as far as what is it that I want out of life? Why am I not happy here? And it was through that journey that really gave me the confidence to say, you know what, there's more. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I am healthy. I have worked on myself and and the denominator that isn't working is, is him. So So this, the decision finally came uh, and it came in a healthy way. And I think that mindset, not just in your personal life, but in business is a big indicator of, of where you are and if you will achieve success. And I think that if your mind is right, if you're focused, if you are true to yourself and you have those honest conversations about, you know, where you want to go what makes you happy, what your priorities are. Uh, if you're true to that, then I think you can, you can achieve anything. You can overcome anything. Things aren't going to scare you the way that they would normally. Um, so I think, you know, being a confident person and recognizing your ability to, to, to just start anew, it's, it's all possible. You just have to, uh, you have to accept the things you cannot change. Yeah. 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 Well said. And I would think that, you know, having gone through all of that professional or personal work, I mean, has really probably helped you out on the professional side of things, on the business side of things this time around as well. So I'd love if you could share with us um, what is easier this second go around um, with this new business. Now, after you've had the experience of growing the first one, and then also obviously all the personal development that you've been doing. Well, I think I, I'll speak a little bit first to what I've carried over from what I had before, which is I really lead from my heart. And I had I had 13 full-time employees uh, with me in the flooring outfit, and I have 10 full-time employees now. And I, I lead from, compa- from a place of compassion and understanding. I will always take the time to listen to people, listen to where they're coming from, um, and then understand what those challenges are and how to go about uh, supporting them. Because I think if, if you come, if you're just a dictator, do, 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 and then they're, they're not performing, it's like, you have to get to the root of that. We're all human. And I think that if you take the approach from that, from that, that leadership position of support, and you know, if, if your team is failing, it's on me. I don't go, oh, it's them that's failing. It's that. No, no. It always starts with you. And they're they're looking to you for not just not just leadership, but also and what that leadership 
looks like. Um, and, you know, I've had the opportunity to, uh, to meet with, with my staff one-on-one and have these really enriching and they usually end in tears conversations about, you know, where they are, where they want to go and how they see themselves growing with this out with, within kid drop. And because we are growing so quickly and there is so much opportunity to, to grow themselves within the organization that, uh, it's, it makes for a really rich, creative environment of, of female empowerment. So it's, it's pretty great. I just, uh, yeah. yeah. I, and, and that's the thing that I would say, just hearing your story is that you're building a business. Yes. But it seems like you're also building quite the community that has so much more meaning to the people that are being touched but through the opportunity to work with you, right? Um, so that uh, empowerment, um, you know, the support system that's there, it's it's different than your typical business per se. It'd be very different than what it was over at the tile business, right? That's right, yeah. And and what I will say is that this does trickle into our customers as well. I yeah. had an opportunity to to speak to to many of our many of our clients, um, but when they come back to us and say. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a mom call us and say, you know, I was I was nervous about trying the service. You know, my, my child is quite young. Um, and this is the first time that I've ever had you know, been in a position to have lunch at work without without having to leave. Like I always have to take my lunch hour to go and grab my kid from school, take them to daycare and come back. And what this service has allowed me to do, um, have that peace of mind, but also be more productive at work is, uh, and she said it in such a touching way that, um, that makes you emotional. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, understandably so. And and this is the thing that I love about businesses like yours that have that ability to build that community and that tribe around the business is that it is really, it just becomes such a success because of the commitment that everybody has and the love that everybody has for it, right? And so um, it's beyond just a business and a customer um, transaction. There's so much more meaning there. And so because of that, it just is such becomes such a stronger business. And so I'm envious because we don't have that as much in, in you know, my business and so many other people who are listening here are probably quite envious with it as well. <laughs> now, I, I'm really curious if you were to be able to write yourself, your younger self, your entrepreneurial younger self, a uh, letter at any point in your previous uh, you know, businesses. So at the beginning of the, of you getting involved with the tile business or the start of, of this particular one, kid drop, what would be in that letter? What kind of advice would you give to your younger self? The biggest advice that I would give to my younger self is to dream as big as you want to dream. I think mm. that we often limit ourselves by, you know, where we, how we grew up financially. Right. Or, um, you know, sometimes if you don't see it, you can't imagine it to be true for yourself. And I think that we are so much more capable. We're capable of so much more than we've, we we would ever give ourselves credit for. So if there's ever doubters, whether that's a coach or whether that's your own family, um, you have to learn to to block that out and, and really believe in yourself. It's the belief in yourself that will move you forward. 
far greater than anybody saying good job or good for you. It's like, you have to do that for yourself. And so practicing kindness and, and words of affirmation are, are key. And I try and instill that into my own children. So has that always been easy for you? Or is that a skill that you've really had to work on to develop to the point where you're at now? In, in all honesty, it's something that, that has been easy for me. I think my parents have had to achieve so much in life and they've been leaders by example. Um, and so, you know, my dad, he didn't have a pair of shoes until he was 12 years old. And I, I taught my children are eight and 10. So trying to have a conversation with them. Imagine if you were still barefoot playing soccer or playing basketball and, and not having even just those basic needs. I think that, you know, always wanting to progress and be in a better place year after year and, and getting used to challenges and adversity and, and being positive, being good to people. I just, it all works together. It's a cohesive thing and karma is a real thing. So, you know, be a good person, uh, be a student of life. Don't think that you know it all because you don't, I, I definitely don't. I'm learning every day. And uh, that's something that, that really gives me, it empowers me. It doesn't debilitate me. And I, so I, I really try and focus on all the little incremental successes. I, I celebrate all the time and I think everybody should laugh out loud, loudly, at least once a day. I think that would make such a huge difference for, for mental health and just for personal growth. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I, I just appreciate those words of wisdom so much because we oftentimes get caught up in you know, the challenges of what it is that we're doing and entrepreneurial, you know, ventures, being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of challenges. You get knocked down a lot of times. Um, and so that's that resilience that gets you back up and, and uh, you try again. Right. Uh, but if you don't have that mindset that you have, uh, it just becomes so much more difficult to get back up. And that dreaming big, I love that too, especially with your personal story. So we didn't touch on that a whole lot and we're running out of time, so we can't get into the details. But for the listeners, I, I mean, your family came here as refugees when you were seven years old and uh, and then you've you know built these successful businesses um, and retired your parents and so on. And, and it's just um, the dreams that you all had coming here it seems to me anyway that you've realized them and then some. So congratulations. Good on you for doing it. And uh, I just find what what you're doing and how you speak about business and entrepreneurship is just really inspiring. So thank you for sharing those stories with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Lance. Public speaking is not my thing. I shared that with you very early on. You you made it super, uh, super comfortable. And so it's just another wonderful opportunity for me to grow. And so thank you for having me on the show today. Yeah. And now if anybody wanted to connect with you, if we have some listeners in Fort McMurray or obviously people in the very near future will be able to tap into your services in Edmonton and Grand Prairie. How's the, the, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Um, probably the best way, and we have a lot of contact information would be on our website, which is kid-drop.com. And you can find our phone numbers, our emails, um, and uh, I, I, I see all of them. So feel free. Uh, I'd be happy to reach out. And uh, if there's any burning questions from an entrepreneurial perspective, I would uh, happily have a conversation with anybody looking to reach awesome. out. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for that, Julietta. 
Okay, so for those of you who enjoyed this episode and you want to check out other episodes, head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca. That's where you're going to find the full archive. And of course, if you're you know, preferring to listen to it as opposed to watch the whole video, you can head over to any of your favorite podcasting platforms and just search Amplify Your Business there and you're going to be able to find us as well. Until next time, everybody have a prosperous day. Oh,